so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Monday, August 10th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called Joe Batanz. On the show lately, it seems I talk about barbecue and cooking, which means we're just becoming the middle segment on throwing down. I don't think that'll be the case today, but let's see. You never know what's going to happen on this Joe Batanz. You never know what's going to happen right here on Afterthought Media. I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and that today is Monday, August 10th, 2020, and it's another episode of this Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about what's going on in my life, and lately it seems like nothing is going on in my life. I did have to leave the house today, and I know for a fact this is not a 20-minute story. This is tops a three-minute story. But I had to go to the supermarket today because I needed one ingredient for the chicken adobo recipe that uh, I need to cook for throwing down this weekend. I need one ingredient. I needed coconut milk. I think is what I need. Ooh, coconut's what I need. That's what I got. I don't remember. Whatever it was, I got what I needed. You know? And uh, I had to go to the supermarket. And... uh I went there and I was masked appropriately. And it's one of those supermarkets where you have to, you can only enter through one of the entrances, but you have to exit throughout the other. So through the exit, there's, a, there's an entrance and there's an exit, a very clear entrance and exit. And uh, I walked in masked, of course. And I just needed to get to the aisle where they had the Asian foods. Okay. And, and that's on the other, it's, it's closer to the exit than the entrance. So I'm, you know, walking my way to the aisle with the Asian foods. And there's a woman, a very tall, large woman walking bow legged right in front of me in a very strange way. I could just tell she was a weird woman. She had long, Street gray hair. She is masked, of course. Walking super weird. Walking as if she's oblivious to other people in the world. And I was like, oh, this piece of work. Right? Whatever. So finally, she keeps walking. And I get to go down my aisle. I was actually hoping she wouldn't go down my own. Thank God she didn't. So I grabbed my coconut. I can't remember if it's cream or milk. I got whatever I needed. I grabbed that. I grabbed uh, some eggs. I needed to get some eggs. And I headed over to back to the uh, register uh, where, you know, they have the little stickers on the floor that are appropriately placed six feet apart. Uh, And I went into, you know, the 10 items or less. But it was a, a long line, a long line 
for this uh, 10 items or less aisle. And there was, I'm going to complain about everybody in this line right now that was in front of me. I get in the line and uh, there was a white woman in front. Well, they were both white women in front of me, but there was like a, a, a middle-aged white lady in front of me. And I don't think this is necessarily any particular white ladies or ladies. What was just annoying about this person was, you know, there are very clear stickers of where you're supposed to stand. Okay. This is the person directly in front of me. And she was just somehow managed to uh, woman spread across two different, like, she had her basket, but then she was like, so I'm standing, of course, six feet away from her. So that means I have to go back even farther than I need to be because she's taking up so much space on purpose. I don't know if it's on purpose. It seemed like she was indecisive because the person in front of her, and we'll get to that in a second, she could tell was a problem. Okay. So finally, uh, this cute ass twink comes up to her and says, I can take you on one. Okay, so he takes her. So now I'm second in line, and who is the person in the re- at, at the register buying things? Is our good friend Lori in thirty years? All right. So now Lori in thirty years is at the register, and she only I know I'm relieved because she's she's only buying three things: an avocado. Some kind of chicken frozen dish, and uh, I don't know what the other thing is, right? I don't remember. Soda, I don't know, right? And I'm like, okay, this shouldn't take too long, but she's been there for a while because I've been standing behind this white lady and hating her, right? So I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, I see the cashier, the cashier immediately, as soon as I walks up, now walks forward to the cigarette case. And she holds up a pack of cigarettes. She goes, these? And the lady's like, no. And she's like, these? No. These? No. And I'm like, this can't be real. This can't be real. This lady right now. And it's so, I'm telling you guys right now. I think you guys don't believe me, but maybe you know enough to know. And it's so Lori Roggenkamp. This is such... And when I say Lori Roggenkamp in 30 years, I don't mean just because she was a a very tall woman who took up a lot of space. I mean just sort of like oblivious that there are other people in the world, that that she's in a tent. Like, there should be a rule that, yeah, there's 15 items or less, but it's also like, don't don't make a fuss. Don't write a personal check. The reason you're going through this line is because you want, you're gonna, you're making a contract. The contract is, I am going to get in this line because it's faster and that the contract is person in front of me. You only have a few things and you're going to go fast. I'm going to do the same thing for the person behind me. It's a social contract. It's not go fast so that I can go out there and take everybody's time. It takes, I'm not even joking, an inordinate amount of time for her to finally get the cigarette she's wanted, right? Cashier comes back, right? Now the cashier's like, uh, now she tells the cashier, let me look at that avocado. The cashier hands her the avocado and she's like, hmm, 
I don't know about this avocado. And then she sits there and thinks about the avocado for the longest time. And then she goes, nah, I don't want it. And so let's put it back. And then she rings up the chicken thing and she rings up the soda or whatever it is. And then it's now she goes, uh, you know, $20. $20 for chicken and cigarettes and and she goes, go through that with me. So now the cashier has to go. And I'm standing there. And now the cashier has to go through every item. She goes, well, you know, the cigarettes are almost $10. No, they're not. I go, she goes, yes, yes, they are. Look at them right here. Now, by the way, while this is happening, because I'm about to like, I, I want to throw down, but then I see a, like a rather large bald man shows up, right? Older bald man. And he's just standing by her. Okay. This is during this, right? And she's going through, they're counting through everything that's there. Finally, she was like, okay, well, I guess it's, you know, $20. So then she's going to pay. Then she keeps swiping her card, right? And the woman's like, the woman's like, no, you you have to put the chip in. She's like, no, 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 no. You got to swipe it. So finally, she's like, okay, I'll put the chip in. Then she puts the chip. God bless America. And then she's like, oh, then she's scared of germs, but she's hawking up into her mask, right? But she's like touching the 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 button thing with her shirt. And uh she finally pays for it. Okay? Finally pays for it. The woman, the cashier hands Lori to the receipt. And the husband goes, I brought this. And it's a whole 12 pack of beer. And she goes, Oh. Can you ring up this 12 pack of beer? And I'm like, you got the guy was sitting there the entire time. Why didn't he throw the beer on the fucking thing? Now she has to go through the whole process, ring up the beer. Now the lady has to pay again. It was a fucking goddamn nightmare. I was so glad it was over. Thank God I paid cash. I didn't have to touch the, the, uh, the little register thing. Another thing I want, so, and then I get to the car, I put everything in the car, and I get in the car. And for those of you who, if you, if you, if you're listening to this before the rumor mill, spoiler alert, if you're listening after, you'll know what I'm talking about, is there was a discussion about, the story was about a state senator who was getting, uh, like, death threats from the far right because he introduced some legislation that would, um, remove a statute. So right now there's this statute that a judge has the discretion that between if like a, if like a 17 year old and a 19 year old have sex and the 19 year old brought up on um uh statutory rape charges that the judge has the discretion to decide whether that 19 year old uh would be forced to register as a sex offender. And the state senator noticed that it only applied to vaginal sex. So the state senator said, look, that's not fair to gay teens. So let's remove that statute. And he's, he's pushing this bill through. And now he's getting death threats. And uh, so I thought it was going to be a slam dunk that we would agree on this and that we would just talk about how uh, dumb the right is. But I was floored to learn that Lori uh, doesn't think that it, she thinks it's wrong for a 19 year old to have sex with a 17 year old. 
and I, and and it's not it's not that I'm so sure that I'm right. I was just really floored by this. To me, you know, if you're 16 to 19, you can have sex with each other. You know, that to me, yeah, I think it gets really dicey if it's 19-year-old and 15-year-old. I don't know. I don't know if I'm down for that or 14-year-old. But 16 to 19, 16, 17, 18, 19, if they're all having sex with each other, I don't give a shit. I don't. I really don't. I couldn't care less. Now, a 20-year-old with a a 17-year-old, different story. I think I'd have to hear more about that, right? And I know that's rich coming from me, so ha, ha, ha. I know. So anyway, I was flirting to learn she thinks even an 18 year old and a 17 year old having sex is wrong. I know I can go on, on I can go on and on of what I think is going on there, but I don't know. Right. But I was like, well, maybe am I the one that's out of touch? Am I the one that's not with it? So I decided who do I know that's um, reasonable and it's Taylor, the latte boy. So on my way home from the supermarket, I decide I'm going to call Taylor the Latte Boy. Taylor the Latte Boy is reasonable. He'll know what to do. I call him and he's like, hello. And I go, is everything okay? And he's like, well, I uh, just literally right now erased my track for part of my co-pilot. And every show I did for Pride 48, uh, for the Pride 48 weekend, is now gone. It's deleted. I'm beside myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, the, for those of you that don't know, Taylor the Latte Boy is extremely, and I think it's obviously only going to get worse as it gets older, technologically deficient. To the point where, like, I think he's only a level above my parents, if I'm being completely honest. So I know, I know, I am so confident right now, even, oh, I just dropped something. I am so confident even now that the situation is not as dire as he makes it out to be. Now, whether it's resolved to his satisfaction, I don't know, because as is often the case with these people... Um, they're so sure it's weird. Like they're so bad at it, but yet they're so sure of themselves. They're not willing to hear other points of view. Now, listen, I don't know anything about technology and that's where I'm wise. Um, well, I know enough to like how to operate my own shit, but like, I'm also wise enough to know like, well, if disaster strikes, I should call someone who's an expert. And the one, th- you know, I could talk a lot of mad shit about Daniel Brewer. But Daniel Brewer definitely knows his shit when it comes to computers. Like, the, uh, I don't know if you guys ever know this. We've, we, I think we've referenced it. it may, we maybe even actually talked about it in, at, in depth on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. But there was an episode. It actually, this is a, when, Dan, when, when uh, pre-Daniel leaving, Daniel recorded everything. Uh, we did an episode of Drag Race Recap, and somehow Daniel's the file got corrupted on Daniel's uh, computer. And there is this the way that the pro the software we use for um, 
the show, we, we use the same song. I've used the same software since the beginning. The way that this software works is it record, it like saves your file in six second increments. Okay. And they're all stitched together. I don't know why it does it, but that's why it does it. If you were, if you were to actually look at the bones of the file, it would be six second sound clips. Even, even what you're hearing now is a series of six second sound clips stitched together seamlessly. So Daniel, however the file was corrupted, it was just one of these six second things was corrupted. So Daniel found it and uh, managed to uh, use a, he created a bot that then, or some sort of software or program, because that's what he is, he's a software developer, that then took the six second bits because he had them and stitched them back together. And then he just edited out the part that was corrupted. It was just a really short part that was irrelevant. He just edited around it for clarity. And it was brilliant. He had it done and he like went to bed and when he woke up, it was done. On the other side, one time I had a flash drive full of my uh, collection of uh, dick pics and porn. And that got corrupted. And I was just... I was just more sad. I was like, oh, that was just years of dick pics and porn, you know? And Adam Burns was like, well, send it to me and I'll fix it. And I sent it to me. Sure enough, he managed to retrieve these files that I thought were hopelessly lost. So I told Adam, I mean, Taylor, I said, listen, why don't you call Daniel? Why don't you call him? No. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to just cry. And I, I downloaded some, he downloaded some, you would think he would learn his lesson. He just downloaded some random software off the internet that's told that he Googled and it said that he could, it, it could help him, rec, you know, recover these files. I don't know what happened. I said, good luck to me. And I know more than Taylor does. I would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to turn to the experts. I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would, especially since he, look. Honestly, if I'm being really honest, I would be, well, okay, sorry, first update, okay? I knew this the entire time. Adam Burns records everything that's on Pride 48. So Taylor's Pride 48 overnight show, Adam Burns has it. It's actually already published on the website. The Animal Crossing show, when I record, anytime anytime you hear my microphone, that my computer's recording it. So I go, I have it. He goes, and even Avery said, oh, no, I already have them. I already got them. It's just my track for Pod is my co-pilot. Now, if something like that happened to me, where I mean, it probably has, right? Where like, oh, I recorded this show and uh, something horrible happened to the audio, I'd be pissed. But then I was like, meh. At the end of the day, I'd be like, meh. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I would be pissed. But he was like despondent. Like he sounded like he was on the verge of tears because there was this classic pod as my co-pilot was lost in history. I think, look, here's the deal. I don't even think it is because he has Rodan and Taffy's uh, audio. That's safe. It's just his own personal audio. So I'm telling you, it sounds like you could recover. I know what happened too. I don't want to get into the, the uh chapter and verse he told me what happened and based on what he told me it doesn't sound like it's lost forever 
So if he doesn't find it, I would say he's kind of to blame because he didn't want to ask for help. Maybe he has found it. Maybe that software, because it does seem like a pretty basic thing, was able to find this file. But uh, I don't know. It was frustrating. Apart from that, nothing really happened today. I woke up. I slept very well last night. I spoke to Aiden a couple of times a day. I mildly brought up that it bugs me that he calls me from place to place. Uh, he was sensitive to it, you know, and he had a very decent solution to it uh, and offered to work on it. He always gives the right answer, but I always try to seem not crazy. I don't think I came off as crazy. I told him I really didn't care. I don't know. Maybe true. Um, but other than that, it's been recording shows, prepping for the rumor mill, eating lunch, you know, stuff like that. Not, it hasn't been too terribly exciting of a day. And I think that's the way it's going to be, at least this week. I'm not going anywhere. Nothing's really happening. But look, we have one more day. Maybe it's just always going to be like Friend Tuesday. But maybe, some, again, maybe something exciting will happen tomorrow. God forbid. I don't need anything exciting. I actually, honestly, I kind of like that it's going my nerves need it, alright? So, for now, it's this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs>